This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's get to my friend Tim Brando, one of the voices of college football. Uh, I would have to say that there is nobody on this earth who advocates for the sport more than Timmy B. Mr. Brando, how you doing? How's Boise? Oh, it's beautiful. It's uh, the blue field may be white. Who knows? <laughs> well, <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get it in. We should have some fun. And thanks for that kind introduction, uh, Adam. And it looks like some of what I've been pounding the pavement for for the last 30 years is finally going to come to fruition. The game is, uh, as I tried to say back during the summer, when a lot of fans were jumping off cliffs because of NIL and transfer portal news, I said, this is going to get better, trust me. And I think it is going to get a lot better now with um, uh, the announcement that we are expanding to 12. And, and I actually espouse uh, the notion that we'll, we'll actually go to 16 instead of 12 before uh, any uh, ink dries on television contracts. So we'll see. But it, it, if it does stay at 12, that's fine. I just uh, I just think there's a lot more money available to the schools mm-hmm. if they uh, start out with 16. Wouldn't, wouldn't add to the calendar at all. And no, it would be the same. The top four teams. It would involve the top four teams getting to play at home. How exciting would that be? No, that that would be. I, I, and I want to get to that element. But first, do we have to send the Rose Bowl a thank you note? Because this is yeah. the second time in our lifetimes that the Rose Bowl needs to be thanked for clearing the way to whether you like it or not progress in the yeah. sport of college football. And you know, the <laughs> former Big Ten commissioner Jim Delaney is behind that. You know he. He had negotiated yeah. uh, for the Rose Bowl uh, their television exclusivity of that date, uh, held it near and dear, and and uh, kept the Big Ten in a very powerful position as a result. But uh, he has tremendous foresight, one of the smartest men in intercollegiate athletics I ever came across. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, Adam, he's doing more good out of the position of commissioner uh, than he did as commissioner, and he was the best commissioner in college football. I mean, he was. He, mm-hmm. he put the Big Ten in a special place at a time when their league was not winning championships, not national championships anyway. <laughs> right. Um, so now, in, in a, and he's kept a low profile. You know, you don't hear his name bannered about very much, but behind the scenes, uh, he's creating a lot of good that's taking place for the sport. He is the guy, though, that said basically that if, college athletes started getting compensated that maybe he would take the big 10 to division three. <laughs> so <laughs> well, we live in a world Adam, of images and impressions, right? And, and, and I think that, you know, he wanted to paint that image right. uh, that they do it a certain way in the big 10 and that, and I know it infuriated a lot of fans of the sec and ACC. I get that, that, that reaction from, from people all the time. Hell, I live in the SEC and the ACC. So, right. you know, that's the part of the country that I come from and my roots are in. But but he he clearly, like everybody else, could see the writing on the wall and, and knows that some things cannot be stopped. And uh, college football was going to have to change. And while he probably didn't want to be in the position of uh, commissioner of the Big Ten as it was changing, he, he is an influencer now, sure. you know, and um, I think that's a beautiful thing when you think about it. I can't think of anyone I'd rather 
have as an influencer for the growth of the sport than Jim Delaney. Tim Brando, Fox Sports, joining us here on the Adam Gold Show at Tim Brando on Twitter. We're, we have diversity in teams, at least in names, this year. And I re- realize that Georgia has become one of the powers and Michigan two years in a row now in, but this is the first time we are having a college football playoff that does not involve, and I sort of am going to speculate here, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, because they clearly could be involved if Southern Cal uh, stumbles and maybe even if TCU stumbles, uh, and Oklahoma. So those have basically been like 80% of the teams in the playoff have been those teams. I am curious. um, This is a hypothetical question. But if we had more diversity, were Southern Cal, Florida State, Notre Dame, who has been in a couple of times, Texas, if some, if there were other schools that continuously fought at the top and we had more diversity in the teams in the Final Four, do you think there would have been as much push for a an expanded playoff? Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, make sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. It's a really good question, but I think the answer to it is yes, there still would have been because... The, the colleges need more money, Adam. That's and right. Post COVID, <laughs> that, no, that's the answer. In, in, I mean, in the in the post COVID era, everyone hemorrhaged money. I mean, everybody did, and that revenue, and that's one of the reasons I think that by the time we get to the nitty gritty of negotiations for this contract, and it's going to be multiple networks involved. Yep. You know, likely likely ESPN and Fox, mm-hmm. but you know, who knows? Somebody could surprise us. Uh, and also get involved. But more than likely, it's going to be a, a combination deal with ESPN and Fox. Um, I don't think the networks will will offer necessarily the kind of money that that they're expecting, you know, that the school presidents are expecting. Remember, the conference commissioners have been at odds for months. Okay, they, they're not... <laughs> They can't be in the same room for very long right. without, having to, to, without having to adjourn because yeah. they're... Since the realignment issue started with the SEC and Oklahoma, Texas, and then the, the Big Ten's move to get UCLA and USC, there are some really hurt feelings. The presidents of these schools, the ones that were always standing in the way in the past, they're the ones that are pushing this across the finish line mm-hmm. and telling the commissioners, get off your rear ends and get this done because they need the money. Okay, yes, uh, institutions of higher learning are about uh, education, but they're also about what? making money mm-hmm. and without additional revenues coming from college football uh, they're going to continue to suffer and they know that the players through nil and beyond especially with a tv deal that could be in the billions players are going to want a piece of that pie too right so i mean the, the ratings on the semifinals, especially when they're played on new year's eve uh that's going to happen again this year uh the ratings aren't good and and the advertisers are are getting make goods mm-hmm. from the network because they they're not delivering the twenty million 
uh, viewers that they thought they would, and because the games have been blowouts. Okay, so yeah. I think I think that, <laughs> that that the television executives are likely to say, "Hey, you know, we need more inventory. Uh, if you want this kind of money, you're going to have to have one, two, three, and four play that opening week, and uh, then you'll get more eyeballs to the sets, and you'll have excitement on the campuses." Think about an additional home game, what that would mean in a playoffs for teams like yep. Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, uh, you know, LSU. Uh, uh, yeah. it, would, it, would be it would be off the charts what what they could do if, if those were the teams. And it could be true at any other school, you know, at a, at a place like Oregon, by example. Mm-hmm. Nelson, they'd have SRO in that, in that building there. Yep. So I think the potential is there for that. Um, but we'll see. If it is 12 to start, I still think it's going to be a lot better and it's going to be far more entertaining. And think about all the games in November that will be worth more and people will be watching for uh, playoff opportunities that, 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 that they don't write out. So I, I think it's really, really a good time for college football economically and, and certainly in terms of generating national interest. We're going to make college football more of a national sport. Uh, and we're going to force these daytime debaters on television <laughs> to talk about it. Something besides LeBron this, Kyrie that, Tom Brady, uh, you know, stop, enough. Well, Let's talk some college football on a daily basis. They talk it's the second most popular sport in America, Adam. I know, the and they only talk about the NFL, America. Tim. It, That's right. Uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm on your side with that. They only talk about the NFL. And that's just the. Unfortunately, that's the reality uh, of. Because it's easier. It's easier. It's, yeah. it's laziness on the part of the media. I I don't disagree with that at all. Tim Brando was joining us here from Fox Sports. He's doing the Mountain West Championship game, and he's in snowy Boise. By the way, we had a guest today on from Qatar for the World Cup. We're in Boise. I've I've never had a guest on from Boise. I've never had a guest on from Qatar. So uh, we're we're we are just checking boxes off here. I want to ask you a question, though, sir. Based on your affiliation and your status with the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, because here's my question. Because I agree, I think we're going to have. I do think we're eventually going to be at sixteen, and the first the round of sixteen, those eight games will have to be on campus sites. I actually think that it would do the whole sport well to have the quarterfinals also at campus sites. So my question is, what kind of an impact is there to the bowls, especially bowls like yours that are so yeah. community supported? Now, I'm not I'm not trying to do a commercial for the virtues of the bowl system because they're all, they're different. Like what you guys do in Shreveport and what they do at the Sun Bowl in El Paso is different than a lot of the other bowls. Um, Mm -hmm. But I am curious what the impact will be. And I don't think anybody really knows. Well, you got to remember our friends at ESPN own, I think, what is it? 11, maybe, maybe 13 or 14 of the bowl games. Right. I I think they do. Uh, Yeah, I agree. The ones that, those are the ones that are, are going to fold, okay, uh, or, or more likely to fold because they're really made for television games. They're right. not true bowl games in the sense that the communities are really involved. They lease out a stadium, okay, like the Armed Forces in Fort Worth. They play at TCU Stadium. Uh, ESPN's going to have to put all that money into the college football playoff, okay, 
why keep those games? I think the bowl games like the one here in Boise, the one in Shreveport that are community-owned and have sponsors that their bowl people have procured, I think those are the bowl games, frankly, Adam, that uh, we need and we want because the players are treated like rock stars and the schools uh, are made to feel that their game is the only game going. You know, the local press is all about those games. And I think that the ones that have been around, say, over 30-plus years, like the Independence Bowl, are going to be okay. I do. But those that have been popping up, you know, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowls and, you know, that kind of stuff, <laughs> I think they could go away. I think they could go away. Isn't, isn't that opportunity for, uh, for athletes? Oh, sure it is. Uh, there's no question. But I do think that economics – is going to play a role here. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many do we have now? Is it 52? For, 41. We have 41. It's great. I love it. Is it? Oh, I, I, love, I love all the bowl games. Yeah. Okay? I don't want to see any of them fold, but I'm just giving you the economic mm-hmm. realities, I think, of, of the situations. I We may lose fewer bowls if they don't play the quarterfinals on campuses, um, and I think early on they're going to try to protect those bowl games that way. It may be a longer period of time before we get quarterfinals on campuses. Uh, I don't know if you uh, if you ever listen or uh, to Dan Wetzel's podcast or read his stuff at Yahoo Sports. Uh, oh, I love Dan. Yes, he was a he was a uh, go to guest when the Tim Brando show was on radio and TV, as you know. Absolutely. Uh, now Dan has been advocating not only for campus sites for the opening round and the quarterfinals. But he says for the semifinals too, that he would he would yeah. have all of them on campuses, <laughs> and I don't think he I really I don't think he's wrong. I don't think you'll ever see the semis uh, go to campus no, sites, but I no, don't think he's, he's wrong. wrong. The atmosphere of college football is as it's better than any other atmosphere in sports. It is, but here's the thing that Dan overlooks, and I don't agree with him on that, especially for the semifinals. I think growing the sport. Somebody says to me, and I hear this a lot from fan bases, okay, who historically believe that uh, if they're not in seats at these games, shame on college football. Guess what? Okay, (laughs) exposing the game to people that don't have that opportunity to go into Bryant-Denny Stadium or to go into, uh, uh, you know, the the family stadium at Gaylord in, in Norman, Oklahoma, those people need to be exposed to college football. I think that uh, college football isn't the NFL. I don't want it to turn into the NFL. And I think that notion is sort of an NFL mindset uh, that's brought to bear. Bowl games are part of the history of college football, therefore should be involved, in my opinion, uh, in, in the national championship construct. And certainly the semifinals and finals. Listen, I'm all for the opening round on campuses. And, and I would, I would uh, tend to agree with you that quarterfinals would be good. But I think you have to draw the line at some point there because we need to hold on to the history and tradition of of, of great college football bowl games having, you know, existence. You know, the Holiday Bowl has a great image mm-hmm. for, you know, scoring 45 and 50 <laughs> points to win. Right. Uh, you know, the, the Sun Bowl and, and, and our bowl at home for the great hospitality uh, that's given. Um and, and what it means to those communities. And I think the same is true here in Boise. All right, final uh, thing. I, I, we're going to have to let you go here in a second, Tim. Uh, but real quick, the 
Uh, if TC, we agree that if Southern Cal loses, Ohio State's going to take their spot uh, in the uh, in the Final Four. Right. right. If TCU loses. What is the argument really for Ohio State over TCU Brand, other than – exactly, other than Ohio Brand, State? Yeah, Brand, they, they can't wait to knock TCU out. They can't wait. The committee wants TCU out. It took forever for them to get into the top four, and they were playing the best football of any team in the country. And they've just been waiting for them to, to, to stub their toes. TCU is the odd man out. If USC wins – then, you know, Ohio State is, is probably still left out. Right. I think there's a good chance that, that USC could still, you know, lose a close game to Utah and still get in because of their brand. But if TCU stubs their toe, Ohio State's definitely in. Uh, Alabama would like to think if both <laughs> USC and TCU lost that they would get in. Well, I don't think so. They don't have a good enough signature win no. to warrant jumping over USC with two losses. They don't have a. Uh, they shouldn't go ahead of Tennessee. No, <laughs> I don't even understand why they're not why they're yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. listed ahead of Tennessee All right good now. Points. All good points, but I think the Horn Frogs will win. I know. By the way, have you noticed the line on TCU has dropped to one? And yeah. the reason for that is Ohio State money is going big time. <laughs> okay, is going big time for K State. I'm sure that's what's happening. You can always buy down the line. It's sort of like a mortgage. Uh, Tim Brando, you're the best. I appreciate your time. Enjoy uh, enjoy Boise, and we'll talk to you soon. Happy Hanukkah. Merry hey. Christmas to all in the Raleigh area, okay? You got Take it. Care. Thanks, Timmy. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.